The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Well, hello there, everybody, and welcome to a brand new edition of On to the Next One as we put the matchmaking hats back on our heads following UFC Vegas 50, a really fun card at the Apex, following up on UFC 272. I mean, it was a really fun card for 13 fights anyways, a not at all that thrilling main event. I guess that's like the nice way to say it. But a, but a very solid offering from the Ultimate Fighting Championship overall. I am Mike Heck, and joining me as always, the co-host, co-matchmaker, the Prince of Positivity, and my best friend, Mr. Alexander K. Lee. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, my best friend. I, I love that card. I uh, Yeah, it, it, you, wish, you wish we had gotten either a competitive main event fight or, or a statement win from Ankle Live. I mean, it made a statement. Uh, it was not a statement that a lot of people were particularly compelled by, unfortunately, <laughs> and did not live up to some of our, our pre-fight uh, expectations. But um, a good win for him, nonetheless. Uh, but yeah, overall, really, really a fun card. And, and just, just as we had, just as we had hyped it up, I saw some people saying like, "Oh, this card was a classic case of the of the cards you don't, you know, that get overlooked." I'm like, all week, literally, like everyone in the MMA media was saying like this was a good card. So this, <laughs> so this is not you know fulfill that weird it's it's not true anyway that all the cards that aren't talked about are good this one I talked about a lot we all said great matchups potential for highlights it, it really lived up to all that and uh and I don't know if you guys had a chance to talk about it on the on the post fight show Mike but I loved the I mean as the prince of positivity I loved the aura of positivity that was emanating from some of these fighters it, it was the opposite of 272 272 were like there's some characters on here there's some characters some unsavory characters on here and that's fine you're trying to sell a pay-per-view. That's that's the kind of people you want on there, I guess. But I mean, we had my gosh, Khalil Roundtree just bringing us all to tears, which is just this lovely post-fight speech. Um, Damon Jackson, the first thing he did in his post-fight speech was just was give uh, give props to uh, Camilla Kirk. He's like, this guy, this kid's great. Like he didn't even say anything about himself. That's the fir- his first line. And then uh, what did Javid do? Javid Bashrat, when he 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 uh, he bigged up his brother, 
And oh, he called over Trevin Jones. It was like, you know, me and me and Trevin had worked together a little before. I know one of his I think one of his coaches or trainers had recently passed. So I'm going to give Trevin the mic first to, to, to give this dedication, which, you know, he was going to do if he won and he didn't win. So Javid uh, gave him the mic. What a wonderful just talked about him. What a wonderful feeling to uh, what, what a wonderful feeling, a wonderful night of, of MMA. Yes, very positive stuff. Most of the card, very positive. So let's start with the not-so-positive. Let's start with Magomed Ankalaev, who finally, finally gets the opportunity. Everybody had been wanting to see this guy get his shot. Everybody has seen his talent. Everybody felt this guy could be a world champion. He just needed his chance to prove it. He just needed his chance to get a big spot. Well, he got one, AK. He got a main event. A week after a pay-per-view on a loaded card that, like you said, everyone seemed to be in favor of. He gets this fight with Tiago Santos. He gets the win. But boy, to say he didn't make the most of it would be a complete understatement. Not a memorable performance at all. No one's going back and watching this fight again except for maybe Magomed Ankalaev and his team just to like prepare for the future. And we all thought a win gets him a title fight next. Like, just go out there and win, and you get a title fight. I'm curious to think if you feel that way after this performance. First, let's give some credit to Tiago Santos. I think I know people are kind of lamenting that Tiago Santos is not the you know, not the like the guaranteed highlight that he once was. Um, I think he's just become in his older age. He's obviously adjusted. Uh, his just his his, star, his strategy, his tactics, his mindset. His mindset's different. He's a, he's at a different point in his life. Um, I think it was uh, Jed in our in our in our chat that uh, that suggested. You know, the guy has a family now. He just it's just going to change how you approach things. That's fine. He's a he, he's he's about to be a father. You know, that's great. Um, but and I think he's just a tough guy to fight. He's a tough guy to fight. Uh, uh, Johnny Walker found this out. Um, John Jones certainly found this out. Very difficult. He 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 barely beat uh, Tiago Santos and and when Santos was on one leg. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, he had his moments against Grover Teixeira before uh, before Grover took over. So the guy is very very difficult to fight. So let's let's give it some credit. Yeah, I know everyone was screaming for Ankalaev to just go to the wrestling, just go to a takedown, just grab a leg, anything, just force the action that way. Much easier said than done, I think. Um, would we have liked to have seen that that aspect of his game? Yeah, but he's a good striker too. So I thought, hey, and and he was winning the fight, uh, and and he clearly did. So. You know, his mind's like, what do I have to change? If uh, if I'm winning the fight, why take a risk? And unfortunately, that's how we end up with it, with a dud like that. So, yeah, I, I'm not a sol- I'm not totally against him getting a title fight, Mike. I think we have this idea that um, people always need to put this like amazing exclamation point performance for getting a title shot. And and more often than not, that's what we get. Sometimes we just get title sh- guys getting title shots off of um, you know long win streaks wins against ranked guys. I don't think that's going to happen here. But if it did happen, if they just said, yeah, he's probably next for the Teixeira Prashka winner, I'm okay with that. I'm fine. But um, I do want to see him fight uh, Alexander Rakic. I, I know uh, we all assume, and I'm sure it's in the works, I think that Rakic, the rakic Blokovic, uh rebooking will happen. But it's not guaranteed. And if for whatever reason it can't happen, there's more delays and it doesn't come together, um, I, I want him to go through Rakic first. And, and vice versa, I think Rakic needs to go through him first because Rakic easily could also be the next one fighting for the title. Yeah, we were to, to to the Tiago Santos point. We were all in agreement on the post fight show that Tiago Santos is not to blame for this fight. He's not. It's a hundred percent on ankle life, and I and it, it seems a little harsh to say that, but and I get it. Like sometimes you're not going to go out there and just flatline the dude in 15 seconds to earn a title shot. But you have to like you have to show something. You have to make some kind of a statement. Now maybe he was 
really maybe it's going to be de- determined in the next week or so that he was like severely injured or something like maybe something was really wrong so i'm i'm like i'm not willing to completely run him over with the bus so to speak but in terms of does he get a title fight next the answer for me is absolutely not like I, I think the Jan Blachowicz-Alexander Rakic fight will end up getting rebooked. I think the winner of that fight will get the title shot next, especially if Rakic wins. If Blachowicz wins, you could do the Glover rematch. I think it draws more eyeballs than the Ankoliev rematch if the fight, if we're being honest. If Yuri wins the title and Jan wins, it's a new matchup, and that's real bad news for Ankoliev. So if you're Alexander Rakic, if you're Jan Blachowicz, and you watched that main event last night, you didn't lose an ounce of sleep, in my opinion. Not... One, you fell asleep right after the fight. You didn't need Z-Quil. You needed nothing. You slept naturally for 14 hours. And then you woke up and you realized, oh my God, it's daylight savings time. But Ankoliath needs one win. He might need two now, honestly. like, And this may sound just completely negative here. But the UFC could book him against anybody from Anthony Smith to, to Jamal Hill. Or anyone in between, and I wouldn't have a problem with either of those matchups. If they booked him against Jamal Hill next, I wouldn't care. And that's a huge step back in terms of the rankings. But Jamal Hill, in 2022, has way more momentum than Magomed Ankalaev has right now after that fight. So, I'll go with Anthony Smith as my pick. But if they bumped him back even further, I'd be fine with it. I'd have no issue with it whatsoever, AK. Wow, damn! MMA media is so fickle. Um, I, I, I do agree. Jamal Hill is is up there as far as career momentum goes. I, I still, boy, that fight uh, is really gonna leave a bitter taste in our mouths. The, the ankle, uh, Saturday's fight, but I, I think it's actually a good thing that we have we live in this uh, super fast MMA news cycle because the performance was forgettable for all the wrong reasons, but it was forgettable. I mean, it, by the definition of the word, it is forgettable. So maybe a week from now, two weeks from now, a month from now, we'll kind of just look at it as a bad fight, but not as something that that had such a, a deleterious effect on Ankalaev's career. So again, I, I say this is someone who's obviously pretty bullish on, on Ankalaev's title chances and still like him. I, I know that fight was so uninspiring. I still like think he's someone who 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 could beat Glover, Jan Blahovitz, Yuri Prohashka, whoever else you have ahead of him. So. Very disappointing performance, especially since we had a banger of a Bellator main event go on shortly after with uh, Mads Brunel and, and Adam Boritz. But, uh, um, yeah, his, his, his uh, in the eyes of the matchmakers and the fans, boy, big hit. But competitively speaking, I, I he can't be more than one fight away. I, I don't I don't know if I knock him down that much. Uh, Mike, how high – let's do a little preemptive rankings talk here, a little crossover ranking show. You have him uh, seventh in your uh, in our MMA fighting global rankings, which w- and taking out Bellator fighters, you would have him. I think bit, uh, you'd be like me. I think you have him fourth. Um, I would. Oh yeah. So I have him fourth over in the UFC rankings, seventh in uh, in our MMA fighting global rankings. I'm assuming this does not move him up at all for you. He's behind Rakic. He's behind Corey Anderson. He's behind Nemkov. Probably just stays in the same. He's not losing a spot to Phil Davis, is he? He might. No. I'm serious. No. Bill Davis had a very good win against uh, Julius Anglicus on Saturday as well. Um, we were like, and I don't even know if we were really joking about this, but we were we, we were having a serious discussion on the People's Pre-Fight Show whether or not Phil Davis was the best 205-er fighting on Saturday. Uh-huh. I said I think he was. And I think he, I mean, he went out there. 
What was it the most compelling? Phil, I mean, this is a Phil Davis win. Phil Davis's yes. win will age better than Ankle Ives win. His, There's no Phil doubt Davis's, about it. Phil Davis's win was again not super entertaining, but it was dominant. It was anyone if, if anyone watched that fight, it was a dominant win for Phil Davis. Uh, Ankle Ives win, while clear cut, I don't think anyone would describe as as dominance. And I think anyone, if you put Phil Davis and Ankle Ives in there, Ankle Ives would probably be favored, but I can't imagine more than. Minus 150 tops. I don't think he'd be a heavy favorite against Phil Davis. He'd be favored, but I, I would, I, uh, I would come on a preview show and pick Phil Davis to beat Ankalaev. Wow, and I think a few, I think quite a few people would. Um, that man, that performance really hurt him. Uh, again, just reputation wise. Um, again, I'm still, I'm still on it, all in, sort of on that Ankalaev train, but that's pretty rough that's pretty rough and yeah i do not think he'll be moving up our rankings like i said so seven overall uh if you add all our scores together and i don't know if he's going to drop uh in some people's rankings I, I would hope not uh he's as high as uh sixth in jets but i don't know the nba playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nba DraftKings brings you same game parlays live betting odds boosts and so much more don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And new customers to DraftKings can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yeah, there's, there is a, someone had compared this performance to Cyril Ghosn. They said, well, Cyril Ghosn beat, uh, who, who was it, Volkov? Yeah. Would he beat Volkov? They're like, oh, but he got a title shot after that. Two things to that. One, I actually had no I, – I had very little issue with the Volkov performance. I thought he went out there and dominated. The Jarzinho fight, totally different. Totally different because there's no way he was getting a title fight after beating Jarzinho the way that he did. Dana White showed up to the media, called it boring, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. After the Volkov win, I don't – like. It was an interim title fight with Derek Lewis, and it had more to do with Derek Lewis than Cyril Gaon. Yep. Like, Derek Lewis just needs somebody to fight for an interim title, and Cyril Gaon just happened to be the guy. So it was more on Derek fighting in Houston than it was on Cyril Gaon getting a title shot. So let's put that out there. And another reason, let's talk about this co-main event, because Song Yidong did the exact opposite 
of what Magomed Ankalaev did. We've been waiting for Song Yidong to get an opportunity. It's a big name and a big spot on a big card. We knew this guy was good. We knew he had all the talent in the world. He gets an opportunity, and he goes out there and says, you know what? I'm going to put on a show. I'm going to be aggressive. I'm going to be exciting. I'm going to do what everyone told me not to do in this fight. Everyone said, don't go after Marlon Moraes in the first round. Let Marlon go after you, maybe wear himself out a little bit, and then turn on the piece. He said, nope. I'm going to go right after this guy where he's the most dangerous and he knocks him out viciously and his stock jumps up tremendously in my eyes. He is going to be a top 10 bantamweight in the world in the UFC on Tuesday and it is very tough in this division to see how high we can go with this guy. We saw a couple names come off the board, Rob Font off the board, Marlon Vera off the board because they're fighting each other obviously. There's Dillashaw. There's Jose Aldo, there's Rob DeWallish Willie, there's Dominic Cruz, there's Pedro Munoz. All of them are ranked ahead. Frankie Edgar's number 11. O'Malley's at 12. O'Malley wants Pedro Munoz on that Phoenix pay-per-view. And usually what Sean O'Malley asks for, he gets. So I have a feeling the UFC might try to put that fight together. So if we are to believe all of this, and since I've been calling for Dillashaw versus Aldo, Song Yudong called out Dominic Cruz... And sure, we could do Song versus Marab, but let's get weird, AK. Song Yudong versus Dominic Cruz, I am completely in on that fight. Like, I don't know how Dominic Cruz would feel about it. Like, it's, like if they book Dillashaw versus Aldo and Dominic Cruz can't get that Aldo fight, yeah, maybe we could do the Frankie Edgar fight, like, cool, like, we get that, like, Legends fight. But if we're talking about a Dominic Cruz who's like, I want a challenge, I want a guy that's going to get me a step close to a title fight. I want to prove these doubters wrong. I feel like Song Yidong is, is an excellent answer, especially based on the performance that he just had. Your thoughts on where he goes after this, after doing what you were supposed to do in these kinds of spots. Yeah, he looked like a star. Uh, we This is this was the first true fight night, like co-main event we've had in a while. Like this is what a co-main event is for, to build, to build a contender to possibly salvage a former contender. Obviously, that part didn't work. That did not work out for Marlon Rodice. Uh So, you know, again, only one of those narratives could play out, and it played out for uh, Song Yadong in clear, clear and definitive fashion. He looked like, he looked like in a, he's a, how old is he, 24, 24, 25? He's 24 years old. He's a young guy. He's in insane shape. He looked like an Adonis uh, when he stepped into the game. He just looked ridiculously muscular uh, and, uh, and, and certainly delivered. Sometimes you see those guys go in there with those bodybuilder bodies and don't deliver, but, uh, boy, when he landed those punches... Holy crap! Everybody felt it. That was that was some scary stuff. And uh, yeah, look, look, he stepped up. I, I was I was doubtful. I had picked Morais. I said I need to see more from Song. I think he's got a you know great record, but there's a, there's some qu- questionable judging in there uh, that 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 he may have been the beneficiary of. Not saying that he won robberies, but fights that could have gone either way. So you know the record like wasn't as quite as glossy to me as uh, as it is on paper. But that's a statement win. That is a win that says forget about all the past decisions, split nods, the majority draws, whatever. This is my first fight with a real top 10 guy, and I smoked him. Maybe they're going in opposite directions. That's fine. Uh, you kind of made a compelling case for why Cruz – for Cruz, there's not a lot of options, Mike, so you're right. Why, why wouldn't he take the Song Yadong fight other than the fact that as we all the other reasons all the reasons we just listed? I'll go with uh, him fighting the Font uh, Chito Vera winner. Uh, that is going down – when is that going down? The winner? Yeah, the winner. April 3rd. Wow. The yeah. All right. Listen, I dig but, it. I dig but, it. Font would be a fresh matchup, of course, and and uh, and a, a, an even bigger step up than Dominic Cruz. I say if you, I say, look, Song again really impressed me with that win against Morais. 
I know some people saw it more as Marais being on the way down. That's fine. But I was really, really impressed with how he executed. Like you said, the, 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 his choice to just go at it was wonderful. And uh, the Chito Vera fight, I mean, look, I just mentioned a lot of controversy around that first meeting. I thought it was fine. I thought it was a very close fight. I didn't mind. It, it could have gone either way. Uh, Song Yadong got the, got the decision that day. People would definitely like to run it back. I think we're two years removed from that fight now. So certainly more than enough time has passed. Both guys have, have fought more, many, many times. Very different points in their career. I'd love to see them get a chance to run that one back. Uh, some people said w- win or lose, just just run run that one back. But uh, I think him getting the winner of that fight would be, would be interesting and and put him one win away probably from a title shot if he uh, if he got that if the timelines make sense he could be fighting for the title by the end of the year if he did get well I mean April it might end up trickling into next year but he gets a win over one of those guys a definitive win over one of those guys then we're one fight away. Yeah, he's in a great spot, and see, that's the difference here, because yeah, you you like you could put Tiago Santos and Mario Moraes in very similar categories, like both needing win very badly, both have fought for titles and then have really dropped off since fighting for the title and losing the title fight. Like this is what you're supposed to do in that in that moment. I'm not saying Magomed needed to go out there and put Tiago Santos out cold in the first round, but you need to go out there and make a statement. Song Yudong was like, nope. Like, I, I'm just going out there. I'm, I'm leaving no doubts that, that I am a guy who's going to fight for a title in this in this division. And you know what? What's even crazier is, like, if the UFC threw him into a title fight, like, if something happened to Aljamain Sterling or something happened to Piotr Jan and you needed a backup, you could throw Song Yudong in there and no one would complain. No one would complain. Yeah, Not you, one you, person. You want to get on that short list. We always talk about the short list, sort of the, the you know the proverbial short list. I mean, that's that in the for the matchmakers is definitely a real thing. They have a short list now. Is Song Yadong on it after Saturday? Night? I don't know, but like you said, the court of public opinion, it, uh, they would accept a short notice booking for sure, for sure. Uh, he it's kind of like with uh, with Korean, almost like Korean Zombie and Volkanovski. Like you know, Korean Zombie gets title shot. No. Not a single per, and he's obviously has a much deeper resume than Song Yudong at this point. But I'm saying, like, you just want to get in that realm. Once you get within that range, suddenly nobody cares. People like you. People like your fights. People are like, yeah, you're you're somewhere in the top ten. It's short notice. We can't complain. We just want to see the fight held together. Yeah, when you said it, Mike, I thought that was a little crazy. But you're right. It, it's it, the, the iron is so hot right now. The Song Yudong iron is so hot uh, that uh, if they struck it, uh, everyone, I think most people would just be really excited about it. And here's the question on the other side: If something happened to Yuri Perhashka. What would the reaction be if Magomed Ankalaev uh, got the Glover to share fight? I can assure you, it would not be bullying. the same. <laughs> I'm done. Stop bullying. I'm Listen, not bullying. I, I, want, I want to be people clear on the show. Uh, we are anti-bullying, but st- despite what Mike is doing to uh, Magomed Ankalaev right now, and was probably I, again, I'm sorry, I didn't watch the whole post fight show. What you probably did, you and Jed, I imagine the post fight show, just just uh, tying his shoelaces together, uh, pulling on his pigtails. Uh, I don't approve of it. Okay, we are not. He didn't have his best night. He didn't have his best night. But he's won what eight straight fights now in the UFC. He just beat a former. He's beaten two straight titles. Former title challengers. All right, not the most memorable performances either way. But still, he's he's won eight straight. Let's just be nice to Magomed Ankalaev. Okay, he's. Listen, he can he could feel bad, but he is no Sergey Spivak after the Alexei Olenek fight. Sergey Spivak got destroyed on this program by me for about seventy five minutes after the Alexei Olenek fight. So <laughs> we're, we're trying to motivate, AK. We're not trying to bully. We're trying okay. to motivate. Okay. We're trying yeah. to motivate. But that was wrong. Yes, and and here's the comparison I'll make. Some people are like, "Oh, you're being too harsh here." We're not being too harsh. If a pitcher goes out and gives up eight runs. 
but his team wins because they scored 15 runs. Like, we're not praising the pitcher for his winning performance. We're saying, dude, you weren't really good, and you probably didn't make the All-Star team because of this performance. You may not even made the postseason roster. Like, you got to win, cool, but, I mean, we're not going to remember this victory. Like, a win is a win, and a win is cool, and I'm glad he got two paychecks. But, yeah, I'm sorry. Like, it's just sports, my friend. It's just sports. But let's move on to Sodiq Youssef, who returned to action after almost a year away. Very solid performance. Like it's a very solid guy. And Alex Bruce Leroy Caceres, he gets back on track with a decision win. Those leg kicks are brutal to watch. Calls out Bryce Mitchell, AK, and you gotta love the gusto of Super Sodiq Yusuf. But do you like that piece of business, or does something else stand out to you, my best friend? I love it. I love it. I think it's, I, I, as you said, I think I think it's a great call out. Uh, for me, it's just, I think I had chosen someone else. I think I said Mitchell and Josh Emmett. And you could go you could go Josh Emmett and Sudeik Yusuf as well. But just because, again, I, I want to stick with a pick that I just made. I don't want to go away from it just yet. I'm swinging big again. I swung. I felt like I swung big with the song uh, pick. I'm swinging big with this one, too. Give me a year. Let me see. Uh, yeah, let, me, let me see Yusuf and Yair. I think Yusuf is is so good. I know people would probably like to see him rack up, you know, get a few more like highlight reel knockouts and things like that, but he can do that. Listen, he definitely has knockout power. I just watch him fight, but he's also pretty, pretty smart. He's a really tactical fighter. Like you said, his, his use of leg kicks was essential against a guy like Alex Caceres, who's very, very tricky to fight. He'd won five straight, even in fights he loses. Remember when Alex Caceres fought Yair, that was a really exciting fight and just uh, like a whirlwind of two guys, just, just (laughs) using all every, every part of the, uh, of the octagon, very tough to fight, but uh, Yusuf won a, a very clear decision. Uh, again, great leg kicks. His jab, I think he has one of the best jabs uh, at featherweight. His jab is is thunder. It's quick. It's accurate. It's very very powerful. As I, as I keep saying, so I think he'd be a good a good opponent for Yair. I think Yair would be at least probably a two to one favorite. I understand that. I, I'm sure it would raise a few eyebrows if that matchup was made tomorrow. But I I like Yusuf a lot as a potential top ten guy. Uh, and hey, if he beats Yair, I mean that, that falls probably into the top five. But let's let's give it a shot. And 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 if you're Yair, I think it's a favorable matchup for you as well. I think you do look at that as someone w- with a name who's winning some fights uh, and can put on an entertaining fight with you, and also just get you back on the winning track. So I, I like it for both guys. I appreciate the gusto, but one, the UFC is never going to make the Bryce Mitchell fight. I mean, not never, but they're definitely not making it now because Bryce is just looking high up in the rankings. And two, I just Boy, that's a rough matchup for Sudeik right now. Bryce is a nightmare for him. I, I just I don't like it. I'm that high on Bryce. The Edson Barboza idea I like. I actually think that that fight makes a lot of sense. Sudeik versus Edson Barboza. But I'm going to go kind of opposite from you, AK. I'm going with Shane Burgos. I think, I think it's a really fun fight. Shane brings it. Sudeik brings it. They're relatively ranked right around the same place according to the ufc rankings i like the chess match nature combined with the chaos so yeah that's my choice i mean can't really go wrong on 145 it's a good good performance from sadiq listen if they booked him against the i'd watch the hell out of it if they booked him against bryce i'd be intrigued although i mean i think bryce does very similar things to him as he did to edson barboza uh, maybe Sudik offers something a little different, but that's a tough fight. I mean, that's just a tough fight for him. But we'll see what happens. Good Cater. call out. Cater? Sudik versus Cater? Mm-hmm. Mm. I mean, I'd, it'd be a fun fight. I, I just, I, I honestly, I think, I think the way Cater beat Giga and the way people perceive that fight heading in, 
I mean, I think Hayter's a win away from fighting for the title right now. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, I think he's a win away from fighting for the title. Sadiq could be that win? Maybe. It could be. Maybe Bryce Mitchell is that win. Maybe Bryce Mitchell. Okay. I don't know. We shall see. But let's move ahead to, like you said, AK, the MVP of the card for his outstanding performance inside that octagon while fighting, after the fight on the microphone, Khalil Roundtree. Holy cow. A-plus night. What a speech. What a post-fight interview. What a dominant showing. And I understood the hesitancy to side with Khalil because of, I guess, his inconsistencies in the past. Like, you see him have the performance against Eric Anders. You've seen him have tremendous showings. And then the next fight, you're super high on him. You can't wait to see him again. And then it's just like, eh, that guy doesn't show up again. But I feel like this man was outright disrespected in the build to this fight. He was the betting underdog to Carl Roberson. Most people in the media were picking against him. And when did Carl Roberson become this world beater? The guy's lost five of eight, finished inside of six minutes at all of those losses. The Khalil disrespect was outrageous to me, AK. It was just outrageous. But Khalil goes out, proves the doubters wrong. And now, now, AK, I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. I'm ready to do it. Jed mentioned this on the post-fight show. I agree with it 100%. I'm not stealing it. I'm just, I'm siding with him. The fight to make is Khalil Roundtree versus Dustin Jacoby, my best friend. This is the fight and there's nothing else. So good. Yeah, it's, look, that's an amazing fight. I'm going another direction, but I I think because I, so as you mentioned, uh, uh, sort of ranking, sort of placing Roundtree like in the, where he is in light heavyweight division is is tricky because he just had some bizarre losses. I do want to believe he's turned a corner because the Bukowska's performance was sick. Uh, I, by the way, I was one of the people. I, I that was my one perfect pick in the night was Roundtree second round knockout. So uh, pat on the back to me. Don't ask me about the rest of my picks. That was uh, probably one of my worst cards uh, of the year so far. <laughs> After one of my best cards, I did really good with two seventy two, and then I bombed. Did, did you guys mention on the post fight show that Casey picked thirteen out of fourteen? Producer Casey. Yeah, I think Casey. Mentioned Open it himself. It, it probably put the, he probably put his topology thing on the screen the whole time. <laughs> no, <laughs> he didn't. There, he didn't. He did a great. He did it really. He had a really really good feel for this card. I don't know. I don't know he's become a fighter now. So suddenly he's just in tune with the fight like energy. It's it's wild. Um, okay. So I yeah I love Justin Shelby. Great. L- Mike, let me ask you first. Um, okay. So there's about. I'm, I'm sorry about all the rankings talk, everyone. I, I know you get enough of this with me and Shaheen, but bear with me, please. Uh, there's about 40, 45 light heavyweights in the UFC right now. Uh, where-ish do you think you would rank Roundtree? Now, he's won two straight, I think three out of four. What what about what range would you would you rank him in? Oh, sorry, three out of five, excuse me. He's 20 in the top. 20. T- he's like 20 to 25. So I, I it's for me, because uh, as we all know, I go very much like you have to, you know, I use a lot of MMA math. If you lost this guy, you're probably below them. So for me, he's 30. Uh, I have him like quite so almost like in the bottom third of the rankings because he has that weird loss to Marcin Pracnio. I I know we should sort of look past it. I guess a year ago now uh, has Pracnio he fought right he uh, he fought well he's he won he won so Pracnio is still winning so I can't put him over him. I, it, it feels weird to say Marcin Pracnio is a top twenty light heavyweight though maybe people would rank him there. So yeah so because the ranking is so weird for me I couldn't go as high as Jacoby. I think I have Jacoby uh, just uh, quite a bit higher than him. I have Jacoby in the top twenty. And I don't have a round tree there. So uh, I'm going with uh, Negumariyanu Nikolai, who really impressed me uh, in his last win. It was a close fight, but I, did, but, I mean, I impressed me with his style. I like how kind of wild he is. 
And I think uh, I want to know where that guy is as far as uh, being someone who could jump into the top 20. And at the same time, I think Roundtree, if this really is, if he really has turned a corner and is sort of this more focused guy, we always say, man, when he's keyed in, boy, he can beat almost anybody in a stand-up battle. If he made short work of uh, Negamurianu, that that might uh, finally vault him into my, the top 20 for me. I, I really want to see if, if this is a real thing for, for uh, Roundtree, who I think it really, he said himself, has just made great strides mentally. And, uh, I mean, skill-wise, <laughs> there's never any question this guy can bang. Nico's interesting because Nico just doesn't give an F. He'll just no. get punched in the face by <laughs> by Khalil Roundtree a thousand yeah. times, and he'll Seems just like keep coming idea. forward. I mean, it's just, yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's an interesting fight. Great comeback win for Drew Dober. The... Ooh. The vet was incredibly wily AK. He was durable. Terrence McKinney had him in big trouble. Goes for broke. Dober weathers the storm and gets the big win. As much as I love and respect Terrence McKinney, I've been talking about this kid and putting him over before he was even on the contender series. This has been a problem throughout his career, and and that's okay. That is okay. There is a lot of value. There is a lot of job security in being a guy like Terrence McKinney. Super talented, super fun, great personality, great story. There really is. But Terrence seems to want more than that. So he might have to change his approach a little bit. But having said that, good on Drew Dober. Probably should have got a bonus. I think he kind of got the big fat hose job from the bonus team in the UFC. Like, how do you not give this man a bonus? But Maybe his bonus is being on this show and and getting a mighty pick from AK Lee for his next fight, right? AK, I mean this we should, this might be this might be worth more than fifty thousand dollars. This is not legal because if it was, we would we would obviously send Dober some Otno points, uh, which is like like a few a handful of Otno points is far more valuable than a fifty thousand dollar bonus. But we are in the media, we are professionals. Uh, that's a line you really we really don't want to cross. So. Yes, Drew, I'm sorry, Drew Dober. You will just take a mention on our show and praise. Uh, we cannot. I'm making this public. We are not sending Drew Dober any officially any any auto points. Okay, we cannot do that. Uh, yeah, it's a shame he didn't get the bonus. I don't know, man, but uh, I don't know what was going on on Saturday night with MMA. There were some crazy ass comebacks. Even before, earlier in the night, Cody Brundage. I mean, Cody Brundage. I thought was toast uh, against against uh, Lunjimbula, and he came back for a win. Over on Bellator, we had Alex Polizzi. Who was who was winning that fight more than the other two guys we just mentioned were? But he ate this knee in the second round that made it look like he was dead, uh, and he came back from that and won, and won by submission. And not quite the same kind of comeback because he was winning like the first round and, and winning most of the second before eating that knee. Um, but uh, either way, something man, some, these MMA fighters, you know, we just can't say enough. They're so insanely tough, and uh, they just do so much to entertain us. So credit to those, all the guys, the fight, the winners in those fights, the losers in those fights, Lunjimbula and and uh, uh, McKinney and. Jose Augusto, you got great, uh, very exciting performances, and someone's got to win, someone's got to lose. So, I'm pulling this card because I have not used this guy's name on the show. I think you might have, and I think a lot of fans have kind of just booked him. He was supposed to fight recently. I, I think Dober has earned a fight with Fazif. Really? Yeah, I don't think the RD. I have moved on from the RDA fight. I definitely said that in the last show. I think I said I want to see RDA and uh, Poirier. I know an unlikely fight, but just that was like a uh, magic wand matchmaking. You know, if I can make any fight happen, that's what I'd want to see next. So I can't pick. I cannot pick RDA right now. I cannot rebook RDA and Fazeev. So for me, Fazeev is free, um, even though it is very likely they will try and make that fight happen again. Um, but RDA, again, probably feels like after getting that win, he's also moved on. So if that's the case, give me Fazeev and Dober. Uh, Dober. <laughs> that, my goodness, that uh, that Superman chin of his uh, is unbelievable. It would definitely be tested by Fazeev. And uh, and I, I also think that's a winnable fight for Dober. I think Fazeev would be a probably 2-1 to one favorite at least, but 
man, I, w- I wouldn't bet against Dober. After after what happened on Saturday, I'm, I'm never saying Dober has no chance against anybody. Yeah, it'd be an interesting matchup. But, I mean, you know what? Drew Dober might actually get an on no point, AK, because he called up Bobby Green. I say we just give the man what he wants. Give give him Bobby Green. I mean, I'm, Bobby Green uh, t- t- put out something on his Instagram stories, just basically saying like, you know, I, I feel I, I feel good right now, or I feel popular right now, or something like that. Um, I think that's the fight. I think that's a tremendous call out. Very realistic, and Bobby Green still got some buzz and momentum. So yeah, let's go. I like that, and that's a perfect call out. Tremendous. Yeah, listen. If you're, uh, well, who, who who handles this stuff? The FCC or the Better Business Bureau? Who who's gonna monitor? Who's who are the watchdogs that are that are nipping at our heels on this one? Because listen, this is true. He did do a matchmaking suggestion. I wish he had said hashtag Otno, but again, he's on national television. I don't blame him for not saying that. We should legally. You're right. We should legally be allowed to send a fighter a point, just like any fan. If they call for a fight and it happens, I mean, I guess they have a little more influence on making these happen. So that questions that again raises the question of legality, but. I like where your head's at, Mike. He did some fine matchmaking reps. A lot, a lot of good callouts, by the way, on uh, Saturday's show. Yes. Let's go to the moment I've been waiting for, AK. This is my main event right now. This is my main event of Otno. <laughs> Alex Pajeda mm. defeats Bruno Silva. Fine fight, fine performance. Not the way most thought the fight would play out, especially with the Pajeda win. But he wins the unanimous decision. This is a very good win for me. Like, this is a very good name to put on the resume. A seasoned veteran who is powerful and who could fight his ass off and was undefeated in the UFC. But this is a main event pick for me, AK, because you, you've you said some very bold things in regards to how you may book this man coming off of a victory. So the question is, are you giving him the title fight still after a unanimous decision win over Bruno Silva, because you said, you know what? Screw it. Let's just do this. Let's just throw him in the title fight. Do you still feel that way after this win? Before anyone, before I get a AK check, uh, I do want to say I, I qualified many times. I wanted to see a first round knockout. It, it had to be a, a spectacular KO. I didn't mean not even the first round, but it had to be a spectacular KO. Uh, first round, ideally, or even like a second or third round after like sort of convincingly outstriking Bruno Silva. Uh, and I really, really thought we were going to get first round a first round KO, no disrespect to Bruno Silva, but he's kind of a slow starter. He does tend to let his opponents uh, set the pace. Uh, maybe this is because he's been matched up with some grapplers in the UFC, so maybe this isn't fair to say. But he, he has had some slow starts. So I thought a slow start against against uh, Potan, I mean, you're going you're gonna to get smoked. But... He's a great fighter, very tough matchup. It was a nice win for Pajeda, you're right, from a competitive standpoint, as far as evaluating him from, uh, if we're talking about the mixing of the martial arts, he showed a lot of potential there. He answered a lot of questions there. But yes, I, I, I like a lot of people. I've definitely cooled on the, um, should he get the next title fight talk? I mean, again, if it happened, like I said, I think he's on that myst- myst- uh, that mythical short list, but it would now be really shocking to me if he, if, if he did get it next, um, whatever happens with Kananir and and uh, Israel Edison, yes. So I'll go with a, a pick I saw a lot, and I love the idea behind it. I think you go Darren Till. I think Darren Till, even though he's had kind of like these middling results at 185, um, a good showing against Robert Whitaker in a losing effort and a win over a guy who was in the top 10 at the time, Calvin Gastelum, has given a lot of currency, plus his his popularity. He's just such a popular fighter. He's one of those guys with that, that it factor 
that he can be on a losing streak and everyone just keeps going, oh, he's one win away, one win away from, from a title shot. And and uh, Izzy has acknowledged him publicly, which is always good for a potential title challenger. Um, so yeah, I consider him someone who's who's not far away from title shot and Pajeda might need to get past someone like Darren Till to get that uh, that MMA fight with Izzy. I like that pick a lot. I didn't really even think about that one until I was going through the listener submissions. I like the pick a lot. I and and, and I'm with you. I'm like I want to give him a top ten guy. Like some people think it might be a fast track. I don't give a crap. I, I think I like the till idea. I think it gives him a nice rub. But I mean, I th- I mean, I don't think that fight's all that competitive. Like I think he just I think he runs through Darren Till. I think so, honestly. Too. But I think matching him up with Derek Brunson is the perfect fight. International fight week, it's it's just it checks off all the boxes because Brunson, at least by his words, it's his final fight. So we're not like he he's doesn't really factor in here. I mean he does because he's in the cage, but he doesn't really factor into the future of the company. And Pajeda would actually have a really good chance of winning that fight if he could just get out of the first round. Like if he'd avoid getting taken down, smushed, and submitted in the first round. I think Pajeda wins that fight and probably wins it in devastating fashion. And then after that, if he goes out there and beats Derek Brunson, then I don't care how he does it. Like, if you go in there and you beat Derek Brunson, no matter what, do you give him the title fight with Izzy? Like, that's it. Why the hell not? So, yeah, I think the Derek Brunson fight is perfect. I like the Darren Till idea as well. That gives him, like, rub uh, the rub in a different way. But I feel like with Derek Brunson... You get everything you want. You don't risk anything on the back end because if Darren Till loses again, I mean, his stock just continues to plummet, and he's, you know, one of the popular guys in the sport. So I don't know if you want to give Darren a guy like Alex. I mean, if he beats Alex, that's huge for him. But uh, I do like the idea. I like where you're coming from, and I, from a little spoiler, uh, the listeners, a lot of listeners agree with you. Now, from the point of a meritocracy, Mike, uh, obviously, if he can't get past. Derek Brunson, he probably shouldn't be fighting Israel Edison anyway. So I, 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 in that sense, I agree. But uh, are, are, don't you think it would it would be unfortunate to lose again? What I think is a highly marketable fight. Mileage may vary. I know I know a lot of people said they don't care about the kickboxing pass, and and again, what does he what has he done in MMA? I'm t- I'm totally on the side of it. I think the kickboxing pass is the only thing that matters, and they should have given him a title fight in his first UFC fight with <laughs> with a. Uh, <laughs> What was he? What was he going to the UFC like three and one? They should just give him the Izzy fight right away. Um, are, are, wouldn't you be concerned that like how depressing it would be to see Brunson like just totally go in on his wrestling and and if Alex had a he's a huge 185er but if he couldn't handle that and just getting grinded up for three rounds and like that's how we lose the Pajeda Izzy fight. I mean, don't, is it is it worth that risk? I don't think that would happen though. I think it would really? look very sim. I, I think it would probably look very similar to the Cannon Air fight. Like if Brunson. Mm. Brunson would take him down. He would work his ass off to try to get him out of there quick. And if he didn't, Brunson would get super frustrated and probably get knocked out in the second round. Like, that's that's how I think it would play out. Plus, like, when you don't have – when you're not looking to the future and fighting for titles and all of this stuff and the stakes aren't really that high, like, yeah, maybe Brunson looks at it a little differently. But, I mean, Pajada just needs one with that guy. I mean, he just needs one. And – yeah, I just think yeah, I think it's I think it's worth the risk. Why the hell not? I mean, and imagine if it turned out like the Izzy Brunson fight. That was the fight for me that convinced me that that uh, Izzy was like you know championship material. A lot of people had already kind of jumped on the bandwagon. I was kind of like, eh, let me let me see that big finish in the in the UFC uh, like against a, a top uh, you know a top ten guy. And when he did that to Brunson, I was like, 
well. So if that if Panda if it turned out the same way, obviously very different fighter than uh, Israel Edison yet, but yeah, maybe you know again that's that's for sure. You give him that title shot. Then. Yep. All right, let's go to the wild card round. AK, who's your mm. wild card selection right. coming out of UFC Vegas 50? Could be a winner from the prelims, somebody who was not victorious in the main card, uh, someone we just haven't match made for yet. All right, let me get ahead of this before I I embarrass myself further. Um, on the preview show, I was very there's no nice way to put this. Very stupid in my appraisal of uh, Miranda Maverick's career thus far and her potential to become, uh, you know, a future UFC champion. I went off on some God knows what I was saying about like, oh, because she's, uh, you know, going for a PhD and she's a well-rounded human being that hurts her chances of um, of becoming an elite fighter. Now, uh, I don't, I'm not fully backing down on that, by the way. I do, <laughs> I do feel like in general. Um, in any sport, I do feel like pro athletes need to be somewhat uh, myopic and need to be somewhat single-minded. But obviously, look, she's she's um, she's 24 years old. She's going to have a lot of interest outside of just fighting. So uh, for me to suggest that education is a distraction to becoming a good fighter uh, is, again, is stupid. So I do apologize for <laughs> if anyone heard those comments and thought, like, this guy's nobody was talking about. You're right. I don't know what I'm talking about. Because she looked fantastic on Saturday. I think Sabina Mazo, yeah, she's in a slump, but Mazo is a, is a tough out. She's a very tough out. She she had a nice armbar attempt in there. There's a lot of fighters who would have fallen to that armbar in the first round. Miranda Maverick, very calm, very calculated. Again, 24 years old. 24 years old, just 14 fights in her career. She's she's getting her... her uh, her MMA education in the cage. I mean, there's someone who's been very active since she debuted in 2016, and she was just so dominant. Um, so huge bounce back performance from that um, that loss to Aaron Blanchfield. We know, of course, Aaron Blanchfield is maybe just on another level. Uh, we, we're going to see more from her. We're going to hear a lot more from Aaron Blanchfield. But for Maverick, I want another. I want a veteran test. Uh, I want someone who's um, who is someone who I think is kind of underrated at 125, and by her own fault, she's just had all these inconsistencies, competing in two weight classes, and just. Uh, and other issues. I want to see your fights to Jara Eubanks. I just have them very close together in my rankings. Uh, I know it's not a sexy pick. I know people would want to say, oh, someone's top 15, top 10. I'm not there yet, Random Maverick. Again, what is the rush? I say the same thing for Aaron Blanchfield. I say the same thing for, uh, well, I was saying the same thing for Casey O'Neill. Casey O'Neill just I'm obviously just jumped flying up there. Manal Fioro, I was going to say the same thing. Now she's got the, the Jennifer Maya fight. Either way, all these prospects in 125, all these potential future tele-challengers, I, I, I'm always slow rolling. So let's see the Sajara Eubanks matchup. If she dominates Sajara, I I mean that's that's again like I said that's some next level stuff. Sajara's a a great grappler, uh, big very big for the weight class. And um, if Maverick took her out in convincing fashion, boy, then uh, we really got ourselves a stew going. So, uh, yeah, Miranda Maverick, I was totally wrong. Uh, she has a very she <laughs> whatever happens, I think she has a, whatever she decides to do has a very bright future ahead of her um, at flyweight. I like that entire thing. Well mm-hmm. done. I'm going with Terrence McKinney, and I wasn't going to do this, but I feel like this needs. And we've we, we've 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 had scenarios like this in the past in our program because I feel like this needs to be a learning lesson to media members out there who think that they can sit in our seats, AK, that think they can sit in our squared circle and do what we do because this matchmaking stuff, we just make it look easy. It's not easy. It's not easy. Sometimes you have a card and things are kind of written in stone before the fights even happen. Like if this guy wins, we're going here. If this guy wins, we're going here. Oftentimes you got to dig and you got to solve these equations in your brain. You got to dig into numbers and resume. 
we don't just pull willy-nilly fights out of thin air and throw them on Twitter because we think it might be cool to watch. I saw some folks say uh, that McKinney should be, quote, rewarded with a fight against Jim Miller because he stepped in on short notice to fight Drew Dober. This line of thinking isn't quite on the Man and Fioro booking against Andrea Lee stuff that was being thrown out last year that I just roasted. We're not there, but it's close. We're going to reward Terrence McKinney for taking an opportunity against a fringe top 15 guy losing, but let's give him Jim Miller, who, by the way, might do the same exact thing to Terrence McKinney. Not in a knockout way, but probably a submission. But you, like, but you get it. Miller, wily vet, durable guy, could weather a storm. He could create the storm himself. And, 100, and like, if he gets out of the first three minutes of Terrence McKinney, he 100% wins the fight. And now you have you put him on a two fight losing streak against two veterans. You you stunt him completely. Why would you do that to him? Why put Terrence McKinney in that position? Like I understand you like him and you, you like good for him for taking the Drew Dober fight. But anybody at fifty five would have taken that. Like that's a big opportunity. So he's been rewarded with the big shot. So what happened if he took the RDA fight? If he th- would give him Conor McGregor? Like what kind like that that's the kind of thinking. Oh, he stepped in and faced RDA in five years. Let's give him Conor. He deserves it. Like that's just silly thinking. So here's what you do, AK. Okay? This is why we're the pros at this. You give him a freaking banger with a tough dude that he's probably gonna beat. You boost his confidence. But you still kind of test him at the same time because Terrence McKinney is kind of in that position right now. He's in that sort of Tai Tuivasa, Derek Lewis range where, like, rankings don't matter. Opponents don't matter. We just want to see him fight. So there's two options for me. Option B, Jamie Malarkey. Good fight. I would favor Terrence McKinney to win that fight. And that's a fight no one would complain about. We would be excited for that fight. Option A, much like my food, you throw a little hot sauce on it, AK. You throw a little hot sauce on it, you make it taste better. Scotty Holtzman. That's a ridiculous fight. I'd favor Terrence to win, but there's danger there. And who's going to complain about it? You would get the same reaction about a Terrence McKinney-Scott Holtzman fight as you would get with a Terrence McKinney-Jim Miller fight, in my opinion. So that's how you book Terrence McKinney, friends. That's how you book him. You book him in exciting fights that he has the chance of losing, but probably will win. Like, and it's a, it's a fun, exciting fight. You don't throw him in there with Jim Miller. That's just silliness. Jim Miller has, has a gimmick right now. You throw him in there with guys with, like, just as many fights as him, or you throw him in there with guys making their debuts. Like, that's how you do it. And then you build him to UFC 300. We don't throw Jim Miller in there with, popular prospects that we think like we could build something with like you don't do that that's how you book terrence mckinney ak that's how you do it i think a lot of people feel attacked right now um and i think they deserve it i think you're right i think my god like everything you said was on point there there, there there's a right way and a wrong way to handle jim miller there's a right way and a wrong way to handle terrence mckinney both popular guys right now both popular for different reasons, different reasons, going down different paths. It's a fight we could see happen someday, but to want to see it anytime soon just seems – it seems a bit silly. It okay. seems a bit silly. Here you go. Compromise. Oh. Compromise. Oh UFC 300, 
Terrence McKinney versus Jim Miller. There you go. That's when light, you make that fight. For the lightweight title because McKinney will be the champion by then. Maybe. <laughs> there you go. And Jim Miller finally gets his title shot at UFC 300 in his – well, I think by what we keep saying, it'll be like his 47th like, fight or something. I, kind of, I don't remember. But, but that's it. What yeah, a story that would be. And then Jim Miller wins and then retires. What a story that would be. And the promo would be us – would be the UFC pulling up that clip saying – yeah, you're right. This is too soon. Too soon to throw him in there with Jim Miller. Now's the perfect time. UFC 300. <laughs> then you do it. Yeah, UFC, um, you're, you're free to use this clip, by the way. So just bookmark this. Yeah. The, the Jim Miller, Terrence McKinney idea coming off of a ba- like a loss like that is just, it's just awful. Matchmaking. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just awful. Um, all right, AK. Do we have any, uh, any bonus oh, material here? Oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah, just a little bit. Um, Oh my gosh, I have so many notes this week. I don't know why I have so many notes. Uh, just a few, a couple of shared points to give out. Uh, of course, our listeners always on top of things. Uh, the Rob Font uh, Marlon Vera fight, which we had mentioned, uh, looks like it's going out April thirtieth. So there we go. Good job, everyone there. Getting a point on that. And uh, Whitaker Vittori was such a popular pick after Whitaker's loss to um, to Adesanya. So that looks like that's going down to UFC two seventy five June eleventh. I don't think we have contracts signed yet, but uh, that is that is in in motion for for certain. And I'll give a solo point to our our pal Marcus McGahey. I think, I could be wrong, he's the only person I remember saying Nathaniel Wood versus Vince Morales. Now, this is kind of a sneaky point. Vince Morales just stepped in on, oh, Mike's, Mike's like, I don't know. Vince Morales is stepping in on short notice as a replacement for uh, Ludwig Shaolinian uh, next weekend. So I still think Marcus gets the point. He, he said the fight, he wanted to see the fight happen. He said it would come to, it would manifest in some way and the universe did its work and, and we are getting that fight next week. I think that counts. I think that you get a full point for that. It's such a like random piece of business that uh-huh. I'm I normally wouldn't do this. I feel like I've been kind of a a grump all episode, just just firing off. Maybe it's just because I didn't get enough sleep. I think Ankalaev made you mad. I yeah, I mean, I mean, he speedbacked me in a big way. <laughs> um, you know what? I'm I'm in. I'm in. Give it okay. to him. I, I've been too grumpy this episode, so sure. <laughs> Marcus, that's a full point. Well done, sir. Uh, and, uh, of course, Marcus leads listener picks and calls this the uh, the Kung Fu Monkey edition of On to the Next One. And, and of course, in honor of uh, Song Yudong, who maybe, maybe was the breakout star of this card. Yes, agreed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Anything else? No, that is all. Uh, shall I read the disclaimer? Yes. Guys, listener picks coming up. Uh, we like to focus on winners or, or guys, who whoever was in the main event or title fight. So there'll probably be a lot of Tiago Santos picks as well this week. Uh, Scattergories rule, as you just saw, Marcus McGahey. I'm pretty sure it was the only person I remember calling for it. So, guys, if you were the only person, you get that special solo Otno point, which is worth, again, like a thousand times a fraction of an Otno point. And a fraction of an Otno point is already incredibly valuable. 
Uh, guys, please pay attention. This always happens every week. You maybe got the wrong weight class. Guys fought already, and you don't seem to remember. Uh, there's a notable injury that you didn't take account of. I saw this. Uh, I saw some Jim Crute matchup, guys. Guys, Jim Crute's out for the rest of the year. Uh, people might not be in the UFC anymore. This is pretty easy to check. And uh, fighter could already be booked. That's that's a difficult one because this happened so fast. But guys, no excuses. You should pay attention to stuff. Uh, most importantly, your picks might be doo-doo, and we don't want to read it. And a couple extra notes this week. Guys, it's round tree, not with a D in it. There's no. It's not round <laughs> tree. I understand. I, I can't remember who said the funny uh, – someone – I think one of our uh, uh, media uh, colleagues said on, on uh, Twitter. They keep – they could not keep stop saying uh, – thinking round tree versus Robertson. Like it's like both names seem to be missing that familiar consonant in the middle, but uh, no guys, it was round tree, no D, and Roberson, no T, uh, but yes, round tree. I, I literally everyone wrote round tree except maybe like a handful of people, so it's fine. And and this goes to one person specifically, but this is a week. This is something to remember every week. Clarify your Normagomedovs. Guys, there's like a dozen, and I get it, a lot of them fight in different weight classes or different organizations. That's fine, but specifically this week. There was a bantamweight mention of an Ormegomedov, and it did not clarify whether it was Umar or Saeed. Okay, and I don't care that they're not related. You got to let me know which one you're talking about. It's the same weight class. They're both up and coming 135ers. You got to get, get, you got to sort your Ormegomedovs out, guys. Come on. I know it's just, it's a little thing to ask, but it's like just a few extra characters. All right, let's get into this thing. Go ahead, Mike. Tristan Gordet, Zangidong versus Pedro Munoz. This fight would be very intriguing. Don't think this would be a walk in the park for Yudong. Pedro's never been KO'd before in his career. This fight could go the same way how Munoz and Garbrandt went before, where Cody got caught, so Song needs to be careful, sure. Wild card, Javid Basharat versus Saeed Yukub Kakormanov. This would be such a fun fight. Both beat Trevin Jones. Why not match these two up against each other? I think Kakormanov has something cooking, so I don't know. I can't say. I don't know for sure, but that just seems to be – that. that's the rumblings I'm hearing is he's got something on the books. Uh, Miranda Maverick versus J.J. Aldridge. I think this would be a highly and evenly competitive matchup between the two, especially seeing how J.J. stuffed a lot of Roberts' takedowns. I think this fight makes sense and yep. would put both fighters in a great position to get the top 15 women's flyweight. Sure. Oh, boy. Damon Jackson oh. versus Ryan Hall, okay. Yeah. I, oh, listen, I saw this a lot. Uh, so I won't, I, I, let's just jump to the a comment here. I'll go to a comment from, uh, oh my gosh, where did it go? I had it saved. What's wrong with me? Uh, hold on. This is dead air. Oh, there it is. Uh, our pal Barry O'Reilly, our man in Ireland, uh, says, not sure if Damon Jackson deserves a top 15 guy with a record of 3-2-1, so let's give him the Ryan Hall test. And uh, if he comes out of the fight alive or with all of his limbs still attached, then we can look at a ranked guy. But uh, let's be serious. He does not survive this fight. So uh, that's all Barry's words, by the way. So thank you, Barry. Um, but yeah, very popular pick that I saw as well. I'm happy to welcome back John George to the uh, picking program. It's hey, been John a minute. George. It's been a while uh, since he has chimed in. So he likes Basharat versus Randy Costa. Pajeda versus Uriah Hall, first test. I assume that that's after Uriah Hall fights Andre Muniz. Dober versus Diego Pajeda. Beauty versus the Beast. And he likes a UFC. Oh, yeah. Now I remember, John. UFC tag team bout. The Smash Brothers, Hamzat and Darren Till versus the Nigerian bros, Izzy and Usman. It's been too long, and you know I had to come with some heat. Remind like Alex, that. AK, the one, the only, happy B-Day. Oh, thank you. It's good not my birthday, back. of course. It never is, but thank you. Robbie Ryan, good day, you pair of bloody larrikins. Let's focus on I'm the sorry, next uh, one. Who is this? Who is this? <laughs> this is Robbie Ryan. Always has a great intro. Larrikins? Yeah. L-A-R-R-I-K-I-N-S. I don't know what that means. 
What is it? Just go ahead. I'll, I'll tell you when you're done with this entry. All right. Alex Bejeda versus Ian Heinish. Drew Dober versus Jalen Turner. Roundtree Jacoby. Yusuf versus the Ige Evloyev winner. Yadong versus Dewalishvili. Ankalaya versus Rakic. Wildcard. What is the chance of Song Yadong jumping in as a replacement for either Jan or Aljo in case of travel issues or injury or the UFC already have someone in place as a backup? This is an interesting question. I don't think they would do this, but my point is no one would complain if that did happen. Uh, I feel like the two title fight thing is just a buffer at this point, and you got Hamzat and Gilbert Burns on this card. So if for some reason Sterling or Jan couldn't make it to April 9th, I think they would just postpone it uh, and just go with the one-two punch of Volkanovski, Zombie, Burns, Shemaev. But I, I hope that rematch doesn't enter Tony Khabib territory. It would be almost even crueler because we saw it once and we didn't get the resolution. Like it'd almost be worse than the Khabib Tony. I think I think you know, Jed always says like he's I think he's kind of moved on from like the Khabib Tony not happening because he he and I think a lot of fans are pretty comfortable now saying like ah oh, Khabib probably would have would have washed him. I I agree. I still wish we'd seen that fight. I really hope that we we gotta see Sterling on too. There's just I know a lot of stuff keeps happening that like keeps putting the fight back, but uh and and and, I, and I'm fine, like you said, with them facing a bunch of other guys. But I just need to see them fight each other first. <laughs> do we have a definition yet? Yeah, we do. Okay, so it's a very quick Google search. It comes up pretty fast. For one thing, uh, it's an Australian term, uh, and there was going to be a DreamWorks musical uh, cartoon. Unfortunately, unfortunately, was canceled. Um, but Alarican is the classical meaning is a mischievous young person, uncultivated, rowdy, but good-hearted. Uh, a person who acts with a parent disregard for social or political conventions generally means a, a lout hoodlum, a young, <laughs> a, a, a young urban rough, or a hooligan. So those are uh, antiquated definitions. So uh, yeah, uh, uh, mischievous but good-hearted, I think it's fair to say, and I, I like that. I love it. That's exactly that's that's exactly what you need to do. Uh, hello, Mr. Ha- this is Jake Marshall. Hello, Mr. Hack. I think Khalil Roundtree versus Daun Jung would be a good piece of matchmaking. Yeah, not yeah, I, I agree. Roundtree's on a two-fight win streak. Jung unbeaten so far in the promotion. Both can strike. Love the show. Uh, he also said, love the Dom Cruz call-up from Song Yudong. Maybe a little selfishly. A Uriah Faber understudy fighting Dom Cruz as MMA gold. Yes. Brandon Nunez. Pajeda versus Rockhold. I like that one. Dober versus Boycano. Roundtree versus Alonzo Menafield. Sodik versus Giga Chikadze. Like that fight a lot. Yudong versus Sanhagen. Ankalaya versus Jamal Hill. Wow. See? How do you, how do you feel about Yudong and uh, Song Yudong and Sanhagen? I don't think Cor- – I mean, I actually think it makes sense. Like, it's a fine fight. I liked Sanhagen Font. I thought that fight was exactly what we needed to do, but I don't know what's going on with Corey. They went with with Font and, and Vera, which is still mm-hmm. a really good fight, a really good main event. Maybe they just needed something. They were just like, we need to fill this spot. We need to get a main event on this card. We need to do it fast. So let's go and get this done. Maybe they offered it to Sanhagen first, and maybe he just wouldn't be ready by April. Mm. So, um, yeah, I mean, Sanhagen's lost – Lost two in a row, so he's kind of in that spot right now. He can't be picky, I guess, right? He can't be picky. They come with song, you just they, you just do it, right? Yeah. I mean, I said Sanhagen versus Marab, so we'll see mm. what happens there. John Ray, Maverick versus Boehm. I think Maverick's a little ahead of that, but yeah, sure. 
Jackson versus Hall. We know AK. <laughs> in parentheses. So much, there was so much Damon Jackson versus Ryan Hall. Yeah, I was. that was definitely one of the most popular picks I saw. J.J. Aldridge versus Tracy Cortez. Cor- I haven't confirmed this, but Cortez right. is reportedly booked to fight Melissa Gatto at mm-hmm. UFC 274. But, again, I haven't confirmed that. Um, and this is new information, like, as of last night. I've, I've been campaigning for Aldridge Cortez for so long. Uh, so, fingers crossed that uh, Cortez wins that fight, and maybe we still see that. Or, or she lo- – I don't know. That could fight, Win or lose, I could see that Cortez fight happening. I really want to see that. I don't know why. I'm just fixated on it. <laughs> Matthew Semsberger versus Nico Price. Uh, Pajeda versus Till. I know it's high in the UFC ranks. The UFC needs to get them to the title for Izzy moves up. Mm-hmm. And there's no reason to fight anyone with a ground game. Correct. Roundtree versus Devin Clark. Ankaliath Anthony Smith. Santos versus Dominic Reyes. Uh, Sung Yudong versus Ricky Simone. Marmarize to PFL or 145-pound divisions. And I say that with zero disrespect and hope for the best for him. Listen, we know where he's going. We know who his manager is. He's fighting for Eagle FC. He's going to fight a guy with like a winning record but hasn't fought anybody. He's going to make more money at Eagle FC. We know how this works, okay? He's got to go fight for, for Dominance MMA FC. I, I feel like we need to have this in drafts. Marlon Murray signs with Eagle FC. Like I feel that confident about it. We One of us should make that, put it in the drafts. Just the only thing, you know, put in, uh, and then just later we need to add in uh, press statements or, uh, <laughs> or if they have a date for his debut, that's it because – uh, we don't know. We don't know this. We we didn't hear anything. Like we don't know if this was the last. Uh, we would have heard if this was the last fight on his UC contract. Right? Like we don't know. He might still have fights actually remaining. Right. Yeah, he might. Yeah, and so so we don't know for sure that he's gone. It's just it seems like it would make this would be a logical parting point for both uh, for the fighter and organization. I feel um, if if Marlon did want to leave and go fight for Eagle FC, and if the UFC was like. <laughs> yeah, we're fine with, you know, again, he's probably he's probably paid a decent amount. He did come from another organization, another notable organization. So he had some some uh, leverage. So I think UFC would be fine parting ways with them as well. I, I do think it's that that has to be um, has to be discussed. And as you said, uh, the Eagle FC signing almost seems like fait uh, accompli. Yeah, it's probably going to happen because Marlon probably makes pretty damn good money compared yeah. to most of his uh, his colleagues. So. Yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate. I like Marlon, super fun guy, but Marlon will be happy at Eagle FC. He'll get wins and he'll get money, and he just, you know, maybe the legacy won't be built the way he would hope at the tail end of his career. Uh, Bryant, good morning, a.k.a. Mike. What a beautiful week up here in chilly Great White North. March Madness has started, and some damn good fights happened on Saturday. Wildcard pick Damon Jackson versus Alex Caceres, sure. Alex Pajeda versus Brad Tavares, sure. Drew Dober versus Armand Sarukian? called for it two weeks ago not what i want just what i think will happen i think i don't think they will make that fight i think armand's too far ahead and after that come no bonus comeback win you took a beating poor drew dober's face is all mangled he's bruised in the chest area like just bruised up everywhere and your reward is armand sarukian oh boy that's rough. Did, did you see the picture he posted after like his bruised up face on social media? Did you see that picture that was circulating? I did not. He still looked hot. I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> by the way, I, we shouldn't. By the way, we shouldn't objectify fighters of either gender. So I do apologize. Uh, but I will just let, let people let me ha- let me just say he, he still looked hot. It was ridiculous. He may have looked hotter. Uh, we should all be so lucky to have, to have like one. If I have like one bruise on my forehead, I'm, I'm already, I already look like a freak. I turned into Frankenstein's monster with like one bruise on my forehead or something. This dude was like bruised up all over, and I'm like, man, this guy's. You could put this guy's. You could still put this guy on a cover somewhere. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Not fair, Mike. I know. 
Khalil Roundtree versus Maxim Grishin. Uh, there are reports. There are reports that Maxim Grishin is fighting uh, Jelton Almeida on May 21st. Yes. Uh, so, that, I mean, this is new new development. Kombat yeah. just reported it. Uh, Magomedic Live versus Alexander Rakic. Scrap Jan versus Rakic, even though it's not made yet. Yeah. Let's not even make it. Do Jan versus Smith and give the young guys their chance to fight for the title next. I mean, if they did that, sure. Yeah, that was kind of my thinking, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Harry Dewaskin, uh Mirzakhanov versus Grishin. Again, we already talked about this. Guido Canetti versus Brady Highstand. Not 100%, 100% sure he signed, though. Mm. So Aaron Films, if not, Guido should only be fighting the absolute fringe of the division, uh, which I kind of don't disagree with, if we're being honest. I saw a couple people say... You mentioned Randy Costa earlier for uh, uh, Basharat. Bash, um, I saw some people say him for Guido Canetti. That would actually be an interesting fight because both those guys, I mean, bring the ruckus in the first round. I kind of like it, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Randy needs a win, and mm-hmm. yeah, that'd be that'd be a fun five first five minutes for damn sure. <laughs> uh, Cody Brundage versus Jamie Pickett. Brundage yeah. hasn't looked UFC level at this point, but he has some potential. Pickett is a decent test. Maverick Gatto. Gato Cortez, I believe, is happening, so that's out. Damon Jackson, Andre Feely makes a lot of sense. Like it. Basharat versus Tony Kelly. Love it. Semmelsberger versus Tim Means would be fun and a decent step up for Semi, who's fought a lot of weak competition. I don't necessarily agree with that. This dude spent 15 minutes in a cage with freaking Chaos Williams and lived to tell the tale and didn't get I th- finished. I think they're they're thinking about the Martin Sano, the, the unfortunate man. Yeah, hey, that wasn't his fault. What was he supposed to do? And he took care of that guy in 15 seconds, so... Yeah, I I mean, what do you want? It is what it is. Uh, Pajeda versus Hall in a co-main event of a pay-per-view, regardless of how the fight with Muniz goes for Hall. Hopefully, he doesn't get his arm broken. Okay, uh, Drew Dober, John McDessie. It's been a rough three fights for Drew, even though he won this one. Give him a minor break with McDessie. All right, that's that's a little bit better than the uh, Armand pick. Does it feel like, like let's John, find a middle ground? Does it feel like John McDessie has been in the UFC for like twelve years? Yeah, it feels I, I, longer. He can't, he can't be right. Go ahead. I, I keep going. I'm going to look at how long is John. Gosh, when how long is John McDessie? Uh, Canada before the UFC. This 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 individual is with you, AK. Khalil Roundtree versus uh, Niku. Yeah. Was going to match yeah. it with Berzikhanov, but Niku should be a good test for Khalil considering how durable he is. Uh, Yusuf versus Shane Burgos. Caceres versus Edson Barboza. Mm. Song Yudong versus Sean O'Malley is probably the best fight Song can reasonably get right now. No chance Cruz takes a fight with him. Ankalaev versus Anthony Smith, I guess. But who cares after that stinker? Yeah, O'Malley maybe should have been the call-out. I, I get it. A lot of people called out O'Malley, so I don't know if it's, there's any point to it in that right now. So, And I'm sure his team knows that. They're like, this kid's, you know, he's going to take a fight when he takes a fight. Calling him out is, is pointless. I don't know if anyone... Well, no, I shouldn't. Who, who has has anyone called him out and got it? O'Malley. Yeah. Um, no, right? I don't think so. Did Cheeto Vera call him out? But maybe Cheeto Vera. Maybe Cheeto Vera before their fight called him out. Yeah, maybe on Twitter. Maybe, I don't right? know. Yeah, I don't know. Something like that. But it feels like a lot of people called him out, and I. Yeah, I mean Paiva wasn't one of the. Oh, but these were replacements. So Paiva, Mutinho, replacement. So okay, anyway, yeah. But I, I, either way, I just don't feel like calling him out has much of an effect. He. For whatever reason, again, he has a, he has a lot of uh, <clears throat> excuse me a lot of popularity. He's the one who handles the uh, calls his shots uh, right now with the UFC. As as strange as that sounds, but uh, by the way, McDessie has been around for almost twelve years. <laughs> yeah, December uh, December twenty ten. So a little over a little over ten eleven years now. Excuse me. Dylan, hey Mike, here's my picks: Ankle Live versus the loser of Glover and Yuri. More so Yuri because Glover is going to win that fight. Yes, 
That's right, Dylan. Darn right. You're darn right. Uh, Santos versus Hill. Song versus Sanhagen. Song seems to be coming into his own. Might be too early to push him that much, but he looked comfortable against dangerous opponent Marias. Sure. Yusuf versus Barboza. Pajeda versus Darren Till. Need more eyes of Pajeda for the push of the Izzy fight. Till does that. Sure. Mm-hmm. Biagin. Gerard Biagin. Uh, Santos versus the Craig Krylov winner. Yudong versus Ricky Simone. Yusuf versus Shane Burgos. Caceres versus Ryan Hall. Sure. Uh, Dober versus Bobby Green. McKinney versus Jamie Malarkey. See? Good matchmaking. That's what you do with Terrence McKinney. Okay. Alex Pajeda versus Brennan Allen. Interesting. Don't love it. I don't love that fight. I, I'm, I actually, I'm actually kind of into it. I'm into that. I like that. I don't love. I, I don't love it. Brennan's got a really good ground game. I think you stay away from. You, you keep those too far apart. We should keep the martial arts apart. This is true. It's a, the, I do hashtag keep the martial arts apart. This is true. I'm usually not an advocate of that, but in this case, <laughs> I am. Uh, Semmelsberger, Court McGee. Sheesh. I mean, that's that's actually probably the fight that will yeah. happen. But uh, I mean, Matt Semmelsberger is a gamer, but mm-hmm. part of him is gonna have to be like, oh, man, really? I got to fight this dude? <laughs> I got to fight this freaking guy? God. Uh, Damon Jackson, Lerone Murphy. Fun. Mirza Konoff, Alonzo Menafield, Khalil Roundtree, Jailton Almeida. We just talked about that, but that would be mm-hmm. a crazy fight. Drew Hilty, one of the best cards of the year thus far. Despite the lengthy win streak, I don't think Ankalaev had the exclamation point performance he needed for a title shot. Throw him in there with Rakic. UFC will not make this fight, but Song versus O'Malley. I think Dom, Dom absolutely clowns Song. If they make hmm. that fight, wow. I don't know. I, I, I'm i a huge Dominic Cruz fan. And, again, I, I think he's his style, yeah, it's, it's going to suffer, obviously, as the years go by, as his athleticism drops and his speed drops. But I do feel like he's, he's it also lends itself well because it was also never about power, right? It was never about power. It was never about necessarily explosiveness. Um, he does need to be able to move. I don't know clowns, but I think the line would be pretty close there. I think – and it wouldn't surprise me – if Cruz ended up favored by the time fight night rolled around, man, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I might have thought that way before I watched this last fight with Marais, that was crazy. but I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, I now I even want, I want to see it even more after reading that out loud. Uh, another Sodique versus Burgos, Roundtree versus Shogun, win or lose against OSP, and bring back Pride rules for that one. Golly, you know, Roundtree would love that fight. Dober with the comeback of the year so far. I like the respectful call out of Green. Make it happen. Side note, this is a good learning experience for McKinney. He'll be back stronger than ever. Agreed. Wildcard. Pajeda would get dog-walked by Cannoneer. Not ready for that level matchup. Put him against Chidi and Jaquani while he continues to work on his grappling. I mean, that'd be a crazy fight. I don't want to see that right now, but I would love to see that fight at some point. Uh, our Francesco, our Italian big fan. Dober versus Grant Dawson. Don't hate it. Like it. Pajeda versus Till, wild cards, Jackson versus Dawadu, Miranda Maverick versus Jessica I. Yeah, yeah I, I, I it was uh, who was supposed to fight? Uh, Fierro was supposed to fight I, right? Yes. She was going to get that because I has been, you know, sort of perennial ranked. Thing. She's probably dropped out of a lot of people's top 15, but she's been up there for a long time. And uh, Fierro was supposed to get that bump. Maybe now, uh, whenever uh, Jessica I is ready to, fly, ready to come back, maybe now it's Maverick who can get it. Can you imagine? Aaron Blanchfield's reaction if Miranda Maverick got the Jessica I fight and Aaron Blanchfield doesn't get the Jessica I fight after just putting a vicious dominant beating on Miranda Maverick. Hey. I mean, that'd be 
that'd be kind of a tough pill to swallow. Well, unless they give her someone even higher ranked than just Guy. That's true. Valentina, let's go. Give her the title <laughs> shot. Uh, <laughs> Daniel Marcoulis, Sodique versus Burger is another one. Bastrav versus Manus. Semmelsberger, Worley Alves, fun. AJ Fletcher versus Phil Rowe. I, that's that's a crazy fight. Nice. I wonder if AJ Fletcher is not long for welterweight. Like, I wonder if he just needs to like take some time off and get to the PI and try to get to 155. Because I feel like I feel like muscle mass wise, he's good at 170, but mm-hmm. I, I feel like he could get to 155. I do. Could we'll be, see. Could, I, I like it. Yeah, because obviously a super talented guy. Um, and I actually picked him to, I think I picked him to win. I think I had to look, again, my picks were so bad. I'm pretty, <laughs> he probably is one was one of my picks that I got wrong, but uh, yeah, super talented guy. Maybe a weight class change is, uh, is in his future. Pajeda versus the Duplessis Curtis loser Roundtree versus Oleg Zaychuk. though. Roundtree versus William Knight would be the best fight optically to remind ourselves, <laughs> be nice. <laughs> to remind ourselves that right. maybe USADA isn't perfect. Oh, st- come, come on. Stop it. Come on. I, I just want to thank Ankaliyev for ruining my awesome parlay and keeping me from betting on fights from here on out. That said, Ankaliyev versus Hill, I do not believe the UFC will be rushing him after that bout. Did you see? Did you see Sadiq Yusuf's tweet after the show? No. F- all caps. PSA. I don't care about your parlays. <laughs> that was Sadiq. Sadiq Yusuf right after right after the show. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, John Hotz is back. Wow, first time since August. Okay. Oh, he double dipped. He double dipped. He. He also messaged me. Okay, whatever. So that's good. I'll remember to, to pass. All right, I'll I'll give you that one. How about no, that? no. Uh, I only whatever. have one more left. I'll give you that okay, one. Okay, all right, all right, all right. All right, fine. I'll do it. John Hutz. You do it. Great post fight show last night. Here goes Ankle Live Lionheart, McKinney Selecki, Pajeda Till, Semmelsberger, Jeremiah Wells. I like that fight. Jackson Hall, Maverick Morose. Cool. Tino Alvarez, Ankle Live versus Anthony Smith, number one contender fight with the winner. Rackets versus John will get it first. Yes. Uh, Song Yudong, Rob Dualishwili, five round main event. In on it. Aldrich, Marina Morose, sure. Basharat, Jonathan Martinez, fun. Damon Jackson, Julian Arosa, fun. Miranda Maverick, Montana De La Rosa, if she beats Macy Barber, sure. Cody Brundage, Mark andre Barriel, I like it. Kennedy, Simon Oliveira, sure. Mirza Konoff, Nego Mariano. Wait, who was this? This was Tino, Tino Alvarez. Tino Alvarez, I'm sorry, okay, okay. Oh, I, oh, I have to do Jonathan Hotz, right? I already did it. You just did it. Oh, you did it. You just ran. Oh, you ran through those so quickly. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. We're at an hour and 13. Holy crap. Oh, my okay. goodness. Right. You're on. Oh, gosh. Okay. I went there. All right, guys. I will, I'll try not to keep uh, people probably getting to the end of their run here. They're probably uh, catching their breath, ready to go back inside and then uh, and take a shower. So for everyone who listens to this while jogging or doing exercise, uh, stick with it. Stick with it. You guys are superstars. Uh, okay. So we mentioned some of the most popular picks. Uh, what do we got here? Uh, Yusuf versus Barboza was definitely up there. Uh, our guy in Nepal, Sumanyan John, says, personally, I think uh, Bryce versus Giga Chikagadze will be good. So instead of Bryce uh, of fighting Bryce Mitchell uh, for Yusuf, let match uh, Yusuf with Barbosa and see whose legs survive at the end of the fight. I like that. Uh, Ankaliyev versus Anthony Smith. Very popular pick. I know uh, Ankaliyev does not sound like that's the fight he wants. But again, after Saturday's performance, you really don't get to choose, unfortunately. <laughs> Uh, Ankaliyev versus uh, Paul Craig, a rematch if uh, Craig beats Krilov next week. I love I love this idea. Thomas Collins said, uh, Magomed needs at least one other fight. And with Rakic potentially fighting Jan soon, the rematch with Craig might be Magomed's only option. So why not make this fight? Yes. And if Ankaliyev can 
definitively put away Craig, suddenly he has he has avenged his only loss in his career, and you're essentially going in saying, I'm an undefeated fighter now on a nine-fight win streak. If you won that fight, give me that title shot. This is your chance. If, if Angoliev got that fight and just wiped Paul Craig out, I'm telling you, the bitter taste of this Thiago Santos fight would quickly be forgotten. So I love everyone who suggested that. Um, very popular pick. Uh, Song Yudong versus O'Malley, most popular one I saw. Uh, the Font Vera winner loser was another popular option uh, for Corner Sports NY saying ideally it should be Song Yudong versus Cheeto regardless. Uh, but if Cheeto defeats Font, this will be an interesting rematch considering that Cheeto got robbed the first time faced Song. Both fighters heavily improved. Both are on the rise. One of the deepest divisions in the UFC. Again, I don't agree that it was a robbery, but it was a very close fight. And I know a lot of people thought uh, Marlon Vera won. Did you get I, I don't think you said one of these, Mike. Uh, Marais versus Hani Yaya. I did not get that one, okay, but so I like that one. I think most people are assuming that Marlon is not long yes. for the UFC world any, yes. any longer. Hayes III says this matchup. I suspect Marlon will be released, but I hope he just gets a big step down in competition since I feel like his chin is shot and I don't want him to be the victim of a nasty KO. Uh, I'll match him up with Hanayaya. With this, we see if Marais at least has his finishing ability still, and if he doesn't have it, he probably loses that fight and it is for sure cut. We can also see if Yaya has it in him to make a run of any kind at a ranking spot at his age. Uh, the UFC will never do this, uh, but I'm just saying something I do. If I was a matchmaker's shoes, although honestly, I prefer if he retires. No disrespect, just don't enjoy seeing anyone be on the, on the receiving end of multiple KOs like that. Um, though he understands why Amadeus probably won't retire again, and we all, we all I think, understand why. Uh, Yusuf versus Burgos, popular pick. Roundtree versus Devin Clark, very popular pick. Also, Roundtree versus Knight. <laughs> Tober versus Bobby Green, everybody said it. Uh, Chris at Dragon Slayer 2 on Twitter said, they they literally messaged me during Dover's post-fight speech, and they called it just before he did. So they wanted credit for uh, for the originality of that call-out. So, uh, sure, we'll see. You can share the point with Drew. All, all you guys will share the point with Drew if that fight happens. Uh, Alex Pajeda, what? what do you want? Shabazian, Brad Tavares, Darren Till, tons of matchups. Semmelsberger versus Carlston Harris. I love that. A lot of people uh, call for that one. Maverick versus Motos. Brundage versus uh, Jordan Wright was a popular one. And uh, let me get, I'll go to the individual picks now. On IG, Dad Jackson, Roundtree versus Jamal Hill. Song Yadong versus Dillashaw, Mike. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. I mean, there's a story there. I'd like to see it. I think that's one of those. That's a college girlfriend fight where it's could be Mrs. Wright, but not Mrs. Wright now. I think that's uh, that's future wife material, but not not girlfriend material right now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, Carlos Torres Buckley Cazares. I liked his suggestion of Ankalaya versus Blahovitz. Sure. Uh, Suman Yanjan, I mentioned him before. Also, uh, you mentioned this one, Tiago Santos, Santos versus Dominic Reyes. We've mentioned this matchup at least like on three different episodes of On to the Next One. I really want to see it sometime. I just feel like it makes so much sense for both guys. I, I haven't seen – I'm surprised I didn't see more of – I think Elias versus Dominic Reyes. Like I thought I'd see a few of those. I haven't seen any of those. I, I think I think you know whatever. I, Reyes is on a losing streak, and then that's why. And 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 Ankalaev's won some. Yeah, it could happen for sure. But uh, I think people just want. They're just again. It's a great I, Like I think it's a good second chance. You know what I mean? Like the, you basically are getting the same. Like a guy like Santos is coming off the win over Johnny Walker, but prior to that, like I mean, it's almost the exact same tale. You fight John Jones, things just don't work out. You've suffered some bad losses, like. This would be like, this would be like a, a round two. Like you didn't do well here. Here's another chance. It's almost like the same thing. You know what I mean? And Reyes, is healthy, recovered, 
trying to get back the summer. Like this, I mean, you can make the argument that's that's a matchup that can be made as well. Yeah, but I think the thought is if Reyes beat Ankalaev, then Reyes is. I guess you could say then he suddenly becomes one fight away from a title shot again, but it might be farther given like his slump, and then and then you really bump Ankalaev back. So I just feel like a Reyes win is like counterproductive, and I think that's something that people are trying to avoid. But not everyone apparently. I mean, some people some people are into it. Cool. Uh, Sumon also recommends uh, Caceres versus Akim Dawadu. I like it. And Mayheads, uh, Aldrich versus Agapova. Uh, coming off a loss, I don't know, but it's not like the worst matchup. Um, Damon Jackson versus Caceres. Brundage versus Abusupian Magomedov. That's a deep cut. And Canetti versus the Journey Newson Fernie Garcia winner. They fight UFC 274 May 7th. So thank you, Mayheads, for the deep cuts. Matt Bradbury, always trying to sneak in some some auto points with uh, non-UFC picks. Eagle FC, Kevin Lee versus Anthony Njikwani. Diego Sanchez versus Loic Radzabov. Uh, Ray Borg versus Jimmy Rivera. He's out there somewhere. And uh, Cody Gibson versus Ricky Mendejas. Uh, Bellator, Roman Fraldo versus Saba Homasi. Oh. oh, I like that. <laughs> I like that. Uh, they might train together. Oh, really? So Hamas, okay. Hamas is an ATT guy, right? I, I, Am I crazy? I, 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 yeah, you might be right. I, it's more than I know. We have to look um, that up. I'm, I'll, I'm just taking the a fight would be nuts. Now. He is American top dean, and I assume Feraldo is as well. Feraldo is as well. Oh, as okay, Cody so. Law too. Oh, as uh, well, they said Cody Law versus Justin Gonzalez. I don't know if he's also an ATT. Anyway, no. I, ooh. And then, that's uh, wow. That'd be a really interesting fight. A fight that this might fall under your it's it's too obvious, so he shouldn't get a point for it. But uh, Polizzi versus Phil Davis. Polizzi won. Phil Davis won on the same card. I don't know, Mike. Mike, we'll we'll, we'll discuss that one if it gets booked. That'll yeah, be, I don't. I mean, uh, I I think Polizzi needs another win or two before we get to the Phil Davis territory. That's <laughs> that's a tough fight for anybody. Polizzi, that fight was insane. That third round was absolutely wild. Go back and watch that fight. Bellator, Bellator probably had the most entertaining card of the week. It was really good. Yeah, it was a really good card. Uh, a lot of finishes on the prelims. Main event was awesome. Yeah, it was a really good card. Uh, main card was a little bit, yeah, a little uneventful, I will say, before the main event. But again, strong main event, strong preliminaries. That's a good card to me. Uh, Matt Bradbury. Uh, oh, I, oh, I'm sorry. I'm just reading his pick. I want to say he said um, <laughs> Song Yadong versus Marab. Uh, and then wrote, maybe book a song against Frankie first and then cancel the fight. Yeah, exactly. See, now, you, now you're understanding how we should be booking Frankie. Yeah, you, have no on. You, just, you just create fights for him in theory. You nice. create fights for him in theory. Uh, and I want to shout out Jake Halsey, uh, who had a question for us. Why can't I find this? What is wrong with me? Did he change his name again? Um, Jake Halsey. I'm sorry. I'm such a mess right now. Maybe he messaged my other account, but uh, he had a question for us, but I just wanted to shout him out because uh, I think Jake Halsey's an amateur fighter and he had a question for us. Some something about the oh no, sorry. He had fight recommendations for other uh, he, like people that fought recently, Conor McGregor and things like that. So not fights in this card. So uh, I don't necessarily want to read those out, but I will say uh, good luck to Jake Halsey, who is fighting on. Boy, I really made a meal out of this this bit. Yeah, he's fighting. I, I'm sorry, I, I can't find his message for some reason. He's fighting April second uh, in Michigan at a B two B two FS show. You you can always find those on B two FS dot com, guys. I think they're usually amateur cards. So he's fighting B two FS one fifty four April second. So uh, yes. if you're a listener of the show, Jake, thank you for listening and good luck. Uh, good luck in your in your your fight. Uh, let me go to email now. I'm really, I'm really scratching my head over having that message. Uh, the Otno Coin Collector. 
Yes. Otno coin futures are on the rise as global turmoil peaks interest in MMA fighting currency. Introduced to the market by legitimate best friends and also <laughs> complete strangers. <laughs> I'm sorry. We've never met in real life. Uh, Mike Hack and Alexander Keighley. Uh, okay. I'll read a few of these. Semmelsberger versus Trinaldo. Canetti versus Ayman Zahabi. Jamin Jackson versus Juicy J. Julian Arosa. Uh, Bashrat Montel Jackson. Alex Pajeda versus Strickland. And I actually really like this one. Uh, I should have saved this for last. Khalil Roundtree, Johnny Walker rematch. Uh, sure. Yeah. I think it would go differently. I think it would go differently. I do want to see them run away. Obviously, that was a great performance by Walker and a poor performance by Roundtree. It's a while ago now. It's so quite a few fights back now. Let's run it back. Zach Lef, also on email. Uh, Ankalev versus Teixeira Prochko, loser. Uh, Song Dong versus Umar Nurmagomedov. Thank you, Zach, for clarifying which Nurmagomedov you're talking about. Uh, I don't think anyone wants that Umar smoke right now. Obviously, he would love to take uh, Song Yadong's number, uh, which will be higher than it was before after after Saturday. Uh, Yusuf versus the Dan Ige Evloyev winner. That's good for June 4th. It's a bit of a long wait. It's a bit of a long wait. And then uh, Alex Pajeda versus Mahmoud Muradov. Basharat Silva versus uh, Douglas Silva de Andrade. Cody Brundage versus AJ Dobson. Okay, all right. Good for Cody Brundage for getting that win, by the way, getting all this talk. Casey Carpenter, uh, our, our our friend, always a good friend in the show. Uh, Kevin Lee, Kevin Lee, they, they want to see Kevin Lee versus Kevin Holland in Eagle FC just for some hashtag Kevin on Kevin action. Uh, yeah, someday, someday. Um, Dober versus Jalen Turner. Mike, I don't know how you feel about that. Uh, yeah, I mean that that actually be that actually makes sense. And I love this featherweight fight because I have them very close together in my rankings. Uh, Yusuf versus Cub Swanson. So I'm very very into that. And let's close out with the Twitter. This person tagged uh, both us and also Alex Bahunin for some reason. But anyway, uh, they had some good picks. This is uh, Toby Kinsella on Twitter. Uh, I like Semmelsberger versus Alex Morano, Bashrat versus Mario Bautista, Cody Brundage versus Jacob Malkoon, Guido Kennedy, Guido Kennedy versus Luis Smolka. That makes a lot of sense. That's a fine piece of matchmaking. I No, I don't think so. Why? They're veterans. Two veterans. I, I don't like it. I don't like it. I, I just... I, I say this with, with all due respect. Guido Canetti was booked to fight Chris Boutinho so mm-hmm. Chris Boutinho could get a win. Like, that's oh, that's why sure. the fight was made. Sure. It didn't happen. Guido, I mean, and, and this is fine. Like, Guido is a, it's a terrific first-round fighter. Go watch any Guido Canetti fight. The dude is nails in the first round. Yes. But then he just is done. <laughs> so, I mean, like, I like the Randy Costa idea. But, I mean, these are the fights Guido should be fighting. Like, fun first-round fights. Like that's it, you don't. We don't give him like big boosts up in the rankings. Like he's just, he's just not that guy. I'm sorry. Guido is uh, 42 years young. He's been fighting since 2007, so for over 14 years now, and has 15 fights. 15 fights. There was a USADA suspension in there, I believe, and some other stuff. So, what a what, what a strange career this man has had. Um. So, uh, uh and Merzakana versus Marcin Pracnio. So, thank you, Toby, for those picks. Uh, okay, you did Jonathan Hoss. Sorry. Thomas Collins, uh, Marais to one championship. If he does not retire, that's the other one I see people keep saying. We're all pretty sure Eagle FC, but yeah, yeah, uh, uh, Chatry, sneak in there, slide in there, see if you make a compelling offer. If he was with another management company, he would not go to Eagle FC. <laughs> Miranda Maverick versus Antonina Shevchenko, Courtney Casey winner, April 30th. Okay. That's yeah. good thinking. Like that it. is good thinking. And I keep forgetting that matchup is happening. And I love this matchup. Um, though I think Bashrat's probably 
No, actually, I, th- I don't know. I love this matchup. Basharov versus Ricky Tercios from uh, from the Ultimate Fighter, the recent season. I love I like that. It. Uh, Brandon Hahn, McKinney versus the Patty Pim- versus Patty Pimblet. Win, loser, draw next week. He fights uh, Kazula Vargas again. You talk about people supposedly being set up for a win. That's a very favorable matchup for Patty Pimblet. But uh, Brandon, Brandon Hahn says, whatever happens, let's get him and McKinney in there. I I like that. I, yeah, I think they had to fight at some point. I think just that's just that's a that's a fight night main event. I mean, that's that's so sellable. Um, Bashrat versus Eddie Wineland. Oh. Mm. Oh. I mean, fine. Six out of ten. <laughs> six, six out of ten. It's like a three out of five. Um, Maverick versus Maya Firo. Loser. They're fighting March 26th. Yeah, that'd be interesting. That'd be interesting. Especially Firo. Firo is definitely, I would like to see a prospect versus prospect battle. Um, Maya, but Maya too. Yeah, Maya could be an option if she loses to uh, to Menno. So, I don't mind that. Alex Mahana versus Julian Marquez. Chris Martin. I want to read his intro. He says, "Always looking forward to listening to the number one MMA matchmaking podcast every Sunday afternoon." I accept the criticism of having a semi doo doo pick last week. He apparently proposed uh, Jalen Turner, <laughs> Scott Holtzman, which I guess you were not a fan of. And we'll try to make fewer doo doo picks. That's all we ask. That's all we ask, Chris, is that you be aware. Um, Tiago Santos, Anthony Smith, too. Anthony Smith probably doesn't want to take that fight, doesn't need that fight right now, but I do want to see the rematch someday. Yeah, me too. Marais go to Bellator and fight Koji Horiguchi. He's not getting that fight. Um, uh, Roundtree versus Merzakhanov. I spelled that wrong for some reason. And then uh, Drew Dober versus Mike Davis. That's a that'd be a big fight for Mike Davis. But um, if we're just talking fun fights, yeah, screw it. It's yeah, fun. I mean, I mean, it would be a crazy fight. Nah, I'm not with it. Not with it right now. Uh, let me skip over some of these because some of these are some repeats. Uh, Braden O'Neill, Bashroff versus Tony Gravely. I like that. Kennedy versus Chad and Helliger. I did not think we would be making a Ninja Kennedy picks. This t- I'll be honest with you. That's last- a, that, that's a fight. That's the kind of fight that I, that I'm okay yeah. with. That's a good I, fight. I did not think we'd be saying his name on today's show. So so Guido Kennedy, by the way, credit to you, man. You proved us all wrong, and that was, that was a great performance. Sean Haywood, uh, Bashroff versus JV Bays, Aldrich versus Ariana Lipsky. Yes, I like that. Um, JP Bays is boy, that's that's kind of tough. Has not been officially um, released, right? As far as we know, no, he's not released. Okay. Oh, okay, okay. No, he's just he's got. I mean, not really. I don't really want to promote the interview, but um, I talked to JP Bays, and he basically he basically can't fight. Mm. Like he's got the visa and the marriage and all that stuff. Oh, it's God, all right stuff it's crazy that's that's a whole that's a, i don't know if anyone that you guys can google all that drama that's a whole messy thing i mean mike's mike's covered a lot of it but uh boy it's just, it's just that stuff they've said about each other in public yeah yeah <laughs> i'm done with that whole thing but just, that's I'm, that's why I'm, he's not I'm fighting wiping my hands clean right now yes. um best of best of luck to both of them in their lives it's a very difficult and ugly situation uh four corner sports and why i want to read they said about Moraes versus oh <laughs> marlon Moraes versus sean o'malley not Song Yadong versus Sean O'Malley. After Marais suffering multiple losses in a row and a loss he should have received against Aldo, I can comfortably see the UFC putting Marlon against Sean O'Malley, building up saying he fought for a title, defeated Aldo, blah, 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 just only for Sugar Sean to knock him out, and then the UFC will cut Marlon Marais. Ooh, that's cold-blooded, but, like, pretty accurate of what they would do if they made that matchup. <laughs> I think I think they missed the boat on that. Like, I think yeah, it's too maybe. late. Yeah. I think it's too late. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Roundtree versus Ed Herman, Alice Bejeda versus Ian Heinish. That's not a bad test. That actually, like, I don't hate that. I don't hate that. It's not a sexy matchup, but I think it's. I, I mean, and I like Ian Heinish 
as a human being, that's a step back from Bruno Silva, in my opinion. I need to ask you about this, Mike, because you know Moutinho. Um, did he say he's not dropping down to fly back? He's not dropping down to flyweight. Is that out of the question? He just doesn't want to do that because a Four Corner Sports is recommending him and uh, uh, the flyweight Bruno Silva. I love that matchup. Is Moutinho not like if he's giving another shot with the UFC? Do you think he's gonna? I mean, I mean, he's not gonna insist on anything. But do you think he would prefer to stay at bantamweight? I mean, when I spoke with him after the O'Malley fight, it seems like 125 was in his future. Okay, that's what I thought. So I mean, it's I remember that. I know he was booked to fight somebody else, and he got injured, and the fight was scrapped. So maybe it was just this is like the only way to get him in. I I don't know. So I, I would I would advise. Basically, I don't. I mean, I don't know how much power Moutinho can even wield in this situation. But if the UFC looks at him and says, "Hey, we'll give you one more shot," like you would, you would have to believe that he would try everything in his power to get to Vegas, get to the PI, and try to fight at 125. Because, I mean, again, no disrespect, but if he, you getting Guido Canetti losing to Guido Canetti is I mean I just don't know who he beats at 135 I just don't know it's maybe Jay Perrin like and again no disrespect but you could do the Jay Perrin fight like the Jay Perrin fight would make sense at 135 because there's a regional rivalry between those two guys those two guys have been wanting to fight each other for years there's trash talk things have been happening for years that's literally the only fight that makes sense at 135 Maybe for either guy, but certainly for Moutinho. Other than that, like you go to one twenty-five. Like I, th- that's it. That's I'll say this: do. I don't think he gets cut. I don't know why. I got a weird feeling. I got a weird feeling to give him one more shot. Give him the parent fight. Like give that fight, fight makes sure. sense. Exactly. That fight that's makes a, all the sense. I like it. I, I, it's, it's, I think because they have options. I just feel like they'll they'll keep. I think they they do owe him still one more. I mean, normally they don't. They just owe them one more fight. I think they owe him one more after this one. For taking that O'Malley fight short notice. Anyway, uh, Dax says McKinney's probably going to jump in as a replacement if something happens to the uh, Chloe Guida Claudio Puyas fight on April 23rd. I hope not. McKinney takes some time off. I mean, that, don't get me wrong, fighting either of those guys would probably be favorable, favorable for him, but I just want to see a young. You, you said it, Mike, you're very familiar with his career, but I would like to see him just kind of slow down for a second and just focus on himself and not just taking fights, um, even if they're winnable fights. Just keep jumping in there. Um, even though I fully supported the Jude Dober thing, I thought that was cool. Uh, but that had a you know very high reward. Marlon Moraes versus Ray Borg in Eagle FC. Sure, that's probably a very logical first fight for him when when he goes there. Uh, uh, we mentioned Marcus McGahey before, of course. Uh, Merzakana versus Nega Morianu. Rebook Dober Drew Glenn. Drew Glenn. I'm sorry, Ricky Glenn. <laughs> Drew Dober versus Ricky Glenn. My bad. Damon Jackson Quarantillo. Uh, Basharat versus Kroom Alatang Haile winner April 16th. Aldrich versus McCann Luana Carolina winner March 19th. Great, great deep cuts. Uh, Hayes III said, side note, I definitely enjoyed your Dana White impression. Hey, thank you. Hey, Dana White. Ah, I get no respect. No respect. Dana White. Ah, my Dana White impression gets no respect. Um <laughs> Fajera versus Uriah Hall. I just want to read uh, Hayes' comments on this. Uh, even though he didn't get that vicious KO we were hoping for, it's hard not to be really impressed by him here. I agree. I know you said it, uh, I wanted the Izzy fight, yeah, and I don't blame you. I, I don't want to trigger a rant that could lead to demonetization again. Uh, I'm fine. Uh, but I say give him one more fight. Do not under any circumstances give him a grappler. I say Uriah Hall, if he loses to Muniz, which I think he will. Darren Till would work too. I still think he's young, young enough to turn things around. I wouldn't want to risk a three-fight skid for a three-fight skid for, for him, not Darren Till, I think. Also, you might have to be worried about his wrestling now. If that training with Hamzat worked, 
even though Pajera had solid takedown defense and and uh, sprawling. So yeah, there's there's a lot of ways they can go with Pajera. Um, I, I do, I, but I I agree that overall sentiment that the the performance was good. And then some more deep cuts. My goodness, Simmelsberger versus Baeza Fialo winner. Damon Jackson versus Sungwoo Choi Lutz winner. Maverick versus Wu Yanan. Uh, Maeda Bruno Silva winner. My goodness, these guys, these guys just cut deep. Uh, just three more here. Uh, Liam Perry. Uh, they said. Uh, uh, oh, oh, they didn't get to see really watch the event. Uh, that's, oh, I'm sorry, Liam. It's a good one. Hopefully, you can watch the replay. But uh, I've seen some highlights and looked up stuff on the greatest MMA website around. MMA fighting. Uh, guys, flattery will get you everywhere. Okay, It's like the Mick know. Foley of on to the next one. Absolutely. That will Cheap get you pop, everywhere. thumbs up. Complimenting the site, complimenting Mike, complimenting me, complimenting our friendship. That's all That's all above board. We support it. Alex Pajeda versus Jotko Mearshart winner, April 30th. Uh, Damon Jackson versus Dawood. Maverick versus, Maverick versus Araujo, Andrea Lee. Loser, May 14th. Yeah. Sure. sure. Uh, I mentioned Barra Riley before. Um... I don't want to read. Sorry, I don't want to read all these. Uh, Brundage versus Puna Soriano. Sure. Semmelsberger versus Nicholas Dalby. Banger. Uh, and song, he's, uh, he's in support. Song Yudong versus Corey Sanhagen. So people are talking about it. And lastly, let's go with at Emilio Plays on Twitter. Alex Pajeda versus Gastelum Nasordin Imavov winner. UFC 273. April 9th. Uh, <laughs> they said... I should have to read this stuff because they say in a world where Paulo Costa was actually a disciplined martial artist, that would be the fight to make. But since we don't live in that world, that's not the case with Mr. Costa. He says, uh, then you do the Gaslam Imavov winner. Ouch. Nice. Harsh, but fair. Roundtree versus Uzdemir. And Morais versus free agency. He should go to one championship, get juiced up to the gills, and that way he can't get tired and maybe his career can catch a second wind. Well, okay, now we are not we are not questioning the drug testing or weight cutting policies of one championship. All right, that's not what we're about here. All right, I don't know if I agree with that sentiment, but thank you for the picks, uh, Emilio plays and everyone else. Amazing listener picks as always. Uh, for an ama- what I thought was a really fun card. It was a really fun card. If if you haven't watched it and you want to go watch it, just watch everything but the main event, and you will be <laughs> you'll be satisfied. Yeah. All right. Pretty accurate. Yeah. So that is it. UFC Vegas 50 is in the book. Wait, Mike, how can they reach you? Let's. You know, we gotta gotta do the business. Just find me on Twitter, M underscore heck JR. I, I will do better with Instagram and trying to like do stuff with that. I mean, literally, I just have Instagram at this point just for auto picks. That's uh-huh. it. And I got to do more. A lot of people are doing that, making auto accounts just for just for uh, doing auto picks. Uh, guys, you got me at Alexander Kaylee on Twitter, at Alexander KK Lee, two Ks on Instagram, and Alex.Lee at SBNation.com email. We will be back next week following UFC London. UFC back in London, England. Main event. Uh-huh. Uh, it's an early card, 1 p.m. Eastern prelims 4 p.m eastern main card maybe ak and i could do on to the next one like after the event like we'll just knock it right out like maybe we'll just do something crazy i'll say live Ooh, maybe (laughs) maybe we're not making any promises we gotta we gotta discuss with the with the brain the mma fighting brain trust yes but it's a maybe it's a hard maybe so stay tuned for that uh main event of that alexander volkov versus tom aspinall good fight Mm -hmm. uh the co-main event is excellent at 145 pounds, you'd Arnold Allen and Dan Hooker, Patty Pimblett, Kazula Vargas, Gunnar Nelson, Takashi Sato, Shamil Abdurahimov versus Sergey Pavlovich, Nikita Krylov versus Paul Craig, Jai Herbert, Ilya Taporia at 155. Interesting fight. Mm-hmm. Jack Shore versus Timor Valiev oh, wow. is a sick fight wow. at 135. Probably, that might be the best fight on the whole card right there. Molly McCann, Luana Carolina. 
We will see the Octagon debut of Muhammad Mokayev taking on Cody Durden. Oh, some, a lot some of real bad blood there. there. A lot of bad blood. They made that fight happen. They, they manifested that fight. They sure did. They sure wow. did. Mike Grundy versus Makwan Amirhani. Wrestling battle. There you go. There's your wrestler's delight right there. Corey McKenna versus Elise Reed, the former CFFC strawweight champion, and Nathaniel Wood versus Vince Morales. Wow. That is That's your nice. UFC London card. So not bad. Pretty solid card. Should be some good fights. And we'll be back to talk about the fallout of all that, matchmaking, etc. Right here on On to the Next One, the podcast. Always remember, don't take this stuff too seriously. MMA is supposed to be fun. Well, more fun right next here next week on On to the Next One, the podcast. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible. Ability and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.